is also the one in control of my life. Now, there are lots of obstacles that we face each and every day. There are lots of foes. There's lots of pressures. There's lots of temptations. But we have to keep our focus on who God is. The children of Israel panicked when they saw the large army of the Egyptians coming toward them. They were far more powerful than they were. They didn't have weapons. They didn't have training. They were defenseless. But wait, God was their shepherd. Our heart is not pure by default. Listen, if we're going to be right with God today, if we're going to be right with God today, then we're going to have to understand who He is. In verse number 15, he says, listen, if you choose to do what is right in this society, then you will be treated as the enemy. You will be rejected. You will be looked down upon. In verse number 14, he says, judgment is turned away back." And they that come to God must believe that He is. He is the Creator. He has the resources to provide. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Last week, Pastor Burns was sharing with us a wonderful, timeless truth from the Word of God. Our time ran out, so we're going to jump in where we left off. Grab your Bible, maybe a cup of coffee, and let's learn from the Word of God this morning. Pastor, take it away. Welcome to Timeless Truths Radio Ministry. We're so glad you're joining us today. It's a a new day, a new opportunity to do what is right and to serve the Lord. Uh, And we're just really grateful for um, your support of this ministry and joining us today. We pray that God would uh, teach us some some important lessons about our, our life. So a couple of thoughts I want to talk about as we uh, continue to look at Psalm 23. And last week we looked at uh, Psalm 23 and verse number two, um, that God is leading our life each and every day. And that's really the premise of of this psalm, really, when you think about it, Psalm 23 is really a journey, and it's a journey through life, the shadow of death, and God's guiding, uh, God's guiding us, God's leading us, God's directing us, God's supplying for us, and we are the sheep of His pasture, and there's a recognition of who He is that he is the one that we are to look to. And so I hope that uh, you will take some time and you'll, you'll uh, read through Psalm 23. And I, I hope that this um, message will be a help and a, and a blessing to your heart. Uh, before we continue with the message in Psalm 23, I do want to take some time and uh, just talk about the story. Um, I, I grew up in Nova Scotia in a small country church, and there was a, a lady there who was faithful in serving the Lord. She would lead the, the children's singing every single Sunday, and she was very faithful. Her husband was not a Christian. In fact, her husband uh, wouldn't even hear the gospel in in every attempt to give him the gospel to talk about Christ uh, he would just he would just stop it he would not listen he would not hear it 
And I just got word that um, they were driving home from um, Antigonish, Nova Scotia. So probably a 45 minute drive from their home and they were driving home and they hit black ice and they, they, um, had an accident, head on collision with another car, uh, driving in the opposite direction. And, um, she died in hospital and he had several broken bones and, you know, and now has pneumonia and is in his in critical condition in the hospital. And the pastor of that church where I grew up went to visit him and went to, you know, let him know that his wife had passed away, that she was with Jesus, that she uh, knew Christ as her savior and the hope that she had in her heart. And here's a man who refused to hear the gospel. Here's a man who through 30 years would not listen, 40 years would not listen to the gospel message. As long as I remember going to that church as a child, as a teenager, he would never step in the doors of that church. And now he's at this place in his life where he has nothing left and the Bible teaches us that when we come to that wit's end corner, we could see who God is. We could see his care. We could see his love. And here's a man who just lost his wife and now realizes that he needs God in his life. And right there in the hospital, he prays and asks Jesus to be his savior. And I'm just encouraged by the power of the gospel and how God, even in very dire, difficult circumstances, can take those circumstances and do good from it. And God has a long resume of doing that. He has a long resume of taking bad circumstances and making good from it. And so this is God's leading in our life. And this is what we're talking about. When we talk about Psalm 23, this is really the premise of it. God is leading us and directing us. And he's bringing us to a precise place in our life for his glory. So let's continue the message. Psalm 23 and verse number two. To lose our self-sufficiency. A child doesn't worry about the bills or carry the burdens that the father and mother would carry. They rest in the care of their parents. And in salvation, we rest in the care of Christ to wash our sins away and to take us to heaven. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior today, I pray that today would be the day that you would rest in the care of the great shepherd, that you would look to Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins that if you believe the gospel, if you believe the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and you understand that you're a sinner and cannot save yourself, I pray that you would call it to the Lord today for salvation. Ask him to save you. Rest in the care of the wonderful shepherd. The Bible says that we are his sheep. If you know Jesus as your savior, we are his sheep. And as his sheep, we can rest in his care. He is my shepherd, David said, and my success is found in him. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God leads us, directs us, helps us. And so we notice the devotion of the shepherd. We recognize his position. We submit to his care. But notice if we could also the direction of the sheep. We must submit to the shepherd because 
he is leading us. In verse number two, the Bible says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. God is leading me. You know, everyone in this world is being led. Someone may say, I will be my own person. I will do my own thing. No one will tell me what to do. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe you've said that. Yet they dress like the movie stars and only do the things the world would call trendy. Are they really their own person? Paul told the church at Ephesus that the lost are being led by the wicked one. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The course of this world is led by the prince of the power of the air. His influence may be unknown and subtle, but it's there. Now for the Christian, we are led by the spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. A non-believer cannot say that. They cannot say, the Lord is my shepherd. An unbeliever cannot say, God is leading my life. But for the Christian, we have a different perspective. We have a different purpose. God is leading and directing our lives. And God leads us with perspective. You know, it's hard for us to know all the right answers. The longer I pastor, and I've been pastoring here at Kitchener Baptist Church for uh, over, over 10 years, the more I hear of new issues that arise in our culture and our society, and the more I say, God, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your help. God, I need your direction. You know, God always leads in absolute wisdom. In other words, God always knows what is right. The Bible says he is the rock. His way is perfect for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, right, just and right is he. Second Samuel twenty-two thirty-one says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Hey, this is Josh. We'll get back to the message this morning in just a moment. We wanted to invite you in joining us in this ministry of proclaiming the gospel message to our region. Please pray for us as we endeavor to share God's timeless truths, but also your financial investment is appreciated. You can send a financial gift by mail to 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. Or you can e-transfer to send your gift by using the email give at kitchenerbaptist.org. Your financial gift would be a great blessing and encouragement to us, and it will help us stay on air and share God's timeless truths to our community. We would love to pray for you. If you have a prayer request, head on over to TimelessTruthsRadio.com and send us your prayer request today. We believe that God hears and answers our prayers, and we are excited to add your requests to our prayer list. If you have any questions about this morning's message, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just a word of encouragement. You'll find our contact information at TimelessTruthsRadio.com. 
We are here to help you in any way that we can. So please do not hesitate to send us an email or give us a call. Okay, now that we've taken care of these items, let's get back to this morning's message. Once again, here's Pastor Jerry Burns. Stand still, verse 13, verse 15, go forward. It's at those times that God makes us lie down, that we find the strength to tackle the giants in our life. You know, waiting time is never wasting time. And God has often brought his people to a standstill and grew their faith, helped them to find strength in him, and then marched them forward. And so we see that God leads with perspective, God leads with purpose, but also God leads us to prosper. It's faith in the care of the shepherd. And in Psalm 23, verse 2, it isn't just about God leading us, it's about God nourishing and feeding us. You know, when I need to walk by the still waters, God will lead me there, and God will feed me there. When I need to lie down and rest in the green pastures, God will lead me there, and God will nourish me there. It's God's provision, and I love this, it's God's best for our life. You see, the leadership of the shepherd is that he is the good shepherd who always knows what is best for our life. And so I must submit to him. I must submit to his leadership. And that's what David is saying in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. He is guiding and directing my life. Several years ago, there was a campaign that promoted the idea that God is my co-pilot. And um, I understand the idea behind it, but we don't want God to be our co-pilot. We want God to be our pilot. We want God to be the one who's directing our life and guiding our life. We want to submit to him. And so we see the devotion of the shepherd, recognize his position and submit to his care. The direction of the sheep, he leads with perspective. He leads with purpose, and he leads us to prosper. But notice, if we could also, the the dependence of the sheep. This passage of Scripture has a beautiful picture of the sheep's dependence and confidence in the shepherd. And all that's happening around the sheep, you can imagine thieves and robbers and wild animals, but the sheep lie down, and they rest in the care of the shepherd. 
Douglas McMillan in his book on Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, draws on his own vast experience as a shepherd in an earlier career and says that he always uh, he was always conscious that there were four things that could prevent sheep from lying down. First, there was fear. The sheep can't lie down if the dog comes and starts barking or strangers come and start shouting. Secondly, there was antagonism. He describes the bully sheep, the sheep that wants to be number one in the flock and antagonizes the rest. Unless the sheep does something drastic to keep the bully sheep from annoying the rest, the other sheep will not lie down. Third, there is irritation. Flies and insects annoy sheep and keep them moving. The sheep can't lie down if they are irritated. And fourth, there is hunger. If you see sheep lying down, then they are satisfied. They are unafraid. They are not annoyed by anything, and there is no antagonism. And it takes a good shepherd. It takes a good shepherd to create the right conditions that will allow the sheep to lie down. When David said, the Lord, as my shepherd, makes me lie down and leads me beside the still waters. Listen, this is so important. Here's what David's saying. He's saying he is resting in him. When David's son's army were seeking to kill him, and he ran from one place to another looking for shelter, And finally, in Psalm 3, as Absalom was seeking to kill his own father and the troubles and the torment that would be placed upon King David, finally, in Psalm 3, David wrote this, verse 5, I lay me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. This is just an incredible thought, because David is saying, I found my, my security in the shepherd. He's leading my life. God sustained me. God helped me. You know, it's a scary world out there. A lot can happen, and the reality is we don't know what tomorrow holds. It's easy to get lost in our thoughts of worry. But will you will you trust the shepherd today? Will you trust the shepherd's care? Will you trust the shepherd's direction? Will you lie down? Will you find rest for your soul? I want us to think about our dependence and salvation. Jesus said in John 10, verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Our salvation is in the hand of of the good shepherd. Our eternal soul is in his care. Our dependence in our daily life, God is watching over us and he cares about us. He makes us lie down. He leads us beside the still waters. The Lord is my shepherd and it is enough. He's leading me and sometimes he brings me to nourishing pastures of rest. Sometimes he brings me forward to still waters. But David is saying, I depend on him. He's leading me. Joseph Gilmore, an American preacher, recorded the following incident. 
He said, as a young man who had recently been graduated from Brown University and Newton Theological Institution, I was supplying for a couple of Sundays the pulpit of the First Baptist Church in Philadelphia. At the midweek service on the 26th of March, 1862, I set out to give the people a message of the 23rd Psalm which I'd given before on three or four occasions. But this time I did not get further than the words, He leadeth me. Those words took hold of me as they had never done before. And I saw in them a significance and wondrous beauty of which I have never dreamed. It was the darkest hour of the Civil War. I did not refer to that fact, but it may, subconsciously, had led me to realize that God's leadership is the one significant fact in human experience, that it makes no difference how we are led or where we are led, as long as we are sure that it is God who is leading us. And as a result, Gilmore penned these words, He leadeth me, O blessed thought. O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, whate'er I be, tis still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. So if God is leading us, Are you following him? John chapter 21, verse 22 says, Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Follow thou me. I say to you today, friend, recognize his position and submit to his care. He leads us with great perspective with purpose, and he always leads us for the best of our life. We must lie down today and trust the care of the Good Shepherd. As we come to an end to another message, it brings us to a place of decision. How are we going to respond to the Word of God today? If you're not sure that you'd go to heaven to be with God when this life is over, then I want to invite you to know what the Bible says. The Bible teaches us that all of us are sinners. We have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. That verse means that no matter how hard we try, we cannot save ourselves based on our own merits. It's not about being a part of a church denomination or being a good person. The Bible teaches us that we have come short of God's glory. You see, that's why Jesus came, and that's why he died on the cross. He died to give us eternal life so that we could have a home in heaven with him. And if you believe the gospel today, if you believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, If you believe today that you're a sinner and that you're separated from God and there's nothing that you can do to save yourself, but you accept the fact that Jesus died for you and as you, would you call out to him 
to save you. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You could pray a simple prayer like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that I'm separated from you. I believe your gospel. I believe that you died for me. Would you save me? Would you wash my sins away? Would you make me your child? Now, it's not the words in the prayer, but it's the hard decision behind the prayer. And if you pray a prayer like that and you mean it from your heart, then the Bible teaches us that you're a Christian. You're a child of God, and you have a home in heaven promised for you. We'd love to hear about your decision. Would you go to TimelessTruthRadio.com? Just click on that Contact Us button, and would you just send us an email and tell us that you've trusted Christ as your Savior? We'd love to pray for you and with you, and we'll even send you some resources to help you in your newfound faith. Christian, the Bible teaches us that when we hear his word, we also have to make a decision. Will you trust in what the Bible says today? Will you rest in the care of the shepherd for your life? I hope that you'll make good decisions today as you trust the Lord in your life today and tomorrow. God bless you. Again, thank you so much for joining us for Timeless Truths Radio Ministry. I'm Pastor Burns, and this ministry is brought to you by Kitchener Baptist Church and supporters just like you. God bless, and we hope that you'll join us next week on Timeless Truths. Thank you for joining us for this morning's program. Timeless Truths is a ministry of the Kitchener Baptist Church in Kitchener, Ontario. We are a refreshingly conservative Baptist church that preaches the Word of God. For more information about the ministries of our church and how we can be a blessing to you, check out our church website at kitchenerbaptist.org. Our radio program is available because of the faithful prayers and financial support of listeners just like you. You can support our ministry by sending a financial gift to Timeless Truths Radio Ministry at 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. That is 1720 Glasgow Street, Kitchener, Ontario, N2N0A7. You can also e-transfer your support to give at kitchenerbaptist.org. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at TimelessTruthsRadio.com. Do you know the Jesus we talked about in this program? You can have abundant life through Jesus Christ right now. Just say yes to Jesus today. Fully trust in Him. Learn more about the Jesus of the Bible and how you can have eternal life. Check out our video at KitchenerHope.com. Once again, thank you for joining us this Sunday morning. From Pastor Burns and the Kitchener Baptist Church, have a wonderful day. Join us next week when we open our Bibles and learn more from God's timeless truths.